<laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for booking a reading. Yeah, thank you for um, doing it. No problem. Um, so I know you had um, quite a few things you wanted to look into today, at least using your birth chart. Um, and it's, you know, you said you had some blocks in success and um, toxic relationships and not a lot of rewards for your hard work. Um, and yeah, like just kind of finding the right partner because you had some really bad experiences with narcissists and cheaters and liars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have an on again, off again boyfriend and mm -hmm. things can be really nice and then it'll get really bad. So right now we're in the really nice phase again, but it is, it's like a cycle and I have had a lot of problems with that in the past. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so you can see your chart and we'll look into it. Oops. All right. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this is your chart. And um, so you are a Pisces sun sign, a Taurus rising, and a Scorpio moon. So double water. Um, and you know, what I tell people is that, you know, the sun sign is really like your style of doing everything in your life. Like it's like the flavor that you kind of put on everything, your secret sauce, but it doesn't necessarily describe or detail all aspects of you. Um, the energies um, from the placements in your chart are probably more telling than the sun sign. Um, so yeah, I just tell people that to um, really preface the reading. And then also your birth chart is like a snapshot of the cosmos of the sky at the very moment you were born. So it's not fortune telling. Like I can't really give you any like predictions using this birth chart or this, this reading. Um, but you know, we, I can definitely look at the placements and like pick up on the energies and see how you would fare in certain situations, um, and, and different aspects of your life. So, so yes. Um, but to start, I want to talk to you about your Chiron because it's the first thing I noticed actually when I pulled up your chart, it's this symbol right here, a little circle with the K on top. Um, over in your charts down here. You have your Chiron in your first house in the sign of Taurus. So what the first house is about is it's um, our self-image and like how others perceive us. So um, definitely like our confidence, like our basically our physical appearance um, and you know the, the yeah the image and like the style or like our character that we project out into society. So it's how people see us. But what Chiron is, is it's your soul's wounds. So in previous lives, you probably, all of us actually, have experienced some type of trauma or adverse experiences that have like created some kind of wound. But the Chiron is like your soul's wounds from previous lives. So in this lifetime, it appears as like some type of subconscious belief or um, like any kind of blockage. So from these readings, some people say that they're Chiron, when I explain it to them, they're like, no, no, that's not subconscious. Like I totally know. But um, I like to explain the Chiron as it being subconscious because it doesn't necessarily mean that it was an experience that you had in this lifetime that you remember and that you, you know, you have memories of. Um, it is from past lives. So yeah, so it could just be appearing as like, you know, like triggers or, you know, things like that. Um, so, but the takeaways that I got from your Chiron placement and Taurus here in the first house is that you are, well, your soul is wounded in 
um, you know, your self value, like, you know, how you see yourself, like you don't, you don't recognize your own self-worth, your own value. Um, and so people don't see it either. Um, oftentimes like, you know, when there is some type of like self-limiting belief or like, um, any kind of like insecurity, you know, our relationships, like the people we interact with or, you know, experiences in any area of our life, it's like a mirror, like we're, we're being mirrored back to ourselves. So, you know, that kind of gives a little bit of insight into the toxic relationships that you're having, um, maybe even some blockages in your success, like in your career life, because there is this wound that, you know, from past lives that you've carried into this lifetime. Um, now, specifically, though, the placement in Taurus, Taurus is an earth sign. Um, it's ruled by Venus. So it's all about uh, its structure. It's very consistent, um, practical, very, very down to earth. So, you know, the wounds that or the experiences rather in your previous lives could be around, um, you know, your livelihood. Um, Taurus is a very hardworking sign, but it likes to enjoy the fruits of its labor. So maybe like poverty or, um, yeah, just being overworked, like underpaid, um, you know, not having a lot of stability in your home life, because that's really what Taurian energy is all about. Um, you know, that Venusian energy is like beauty and elegance and, and love, but it's also about prosperity. The, the planet Venus wants us to be comfortable and to be, um, you know, sustainable. So if there's a wound there in your first house in Taurus, that means that that probably didn't happen somewhere in a previous life. And so it's kind of blocking you in those areas in, in this life. Does that um, resonate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those are definitely things I struggle with. Yeah. Okay. This life very much even, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that's your Chiron. Um, another thing I see well, I see it both. I see it in several different areas, but um, another aspect of this Chiron that may be coming up is that you tend to like undervalue yourself and overvalue others. Like maybe just thinking that like other people have the answers and you don't. So just like, again, that kind of goes into like the, the disempowerment. Um, that's just another intuitive hit I got with that. Um, it's not necessarily like the sign, but it's just what I, I came up yeah. with. That is something that, like, I feel like this year, like this past year, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I've, like, I've grown so much over these past two years, probably, but especially this year. And I feel like that's something that I've really come to realize is that, you know, I keep looking for answers, but really, it's just like, I, I have my own answers. And if I ask the universe for answers, it kind of like, I, I get the answers where before I was feeling so disappointed that I was just looking everywhere to get these answers. And I was like, I couldn't find them anywhere. I don't know. So mm -hmm. I don't know. That is, that's been something I've been kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I definitely think that, you know, having an earth sign as um, like right here in your first house and, and that being also your rising sign, um, that totally makes sense that you would kind of like be looking outside, for, like looking outside of yourself for answers because that is like earth energy. It's, it's like very much of like the earth plane, right? It's not really going to tap into any other like sources. Um, so I could, yeah, I could definitely see why you were doing that. Um, but yeah, but I'll get into another aspect of the chart that um, really touches on like intuition and um, your spirituality, which um, 
I think you're actually very strong in look, just looking at that toilet house right now. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about another area of your chart, which may actually really tap into like these um, challenges that you're having around relationships. And it's your moon sign. Um, now in this methodology of life path astrology readings, we see the moon sign as um, the keys to learning about your ancestral wounds. So the Chiron is your soul's wounds from previous lives. The moon sign is your ancestral wounds, meaning like uh, your parents, maybe their parents, if you knew them, um, any aunts and uncles or like your siblings. So really like the family of origin. Um, I like to refer to it as a soul cluster um, because any type of like um, dysfunction or like trauma or like, you know, adverse experiences that happen like within the family um, can show up for you as wounds. So, um, and, but then the placement is like insight into actually where those wounds affect you. So your moon sign is right here in Scorpio. It's actually right on the line between Scorpio and uh, Sagittarius, but um, yeah, it's in Scorpio in your seventh house. So um, the seventh house is all about partnerships and relationships. So um, marriages, your romantic relationships, but it could, it could also be, um, you know, friendships as well. But for the most part, um, seventh house is seen as like long-term relationships, romantic partnerships and marriages. So having a moon there, um, your ancestral wounds in this house, that leads me to believe that there are um, a lot of wounds in the like home life and like intimacy area of your family. So like people in your family may have had issues with like commitments or um, if they were in a committed relationship, then it might not have been very healthy. So very toxic, um, like unstable, like a lot of instability with the relationships. Even I'm getting like some codependency traits with like one or both partners. There, there just might've been that, that kind of dynamics between the, the um, relationships in your family. Does that resonate? Oh yeah. But okay. On both sides, like complete dysfunction, both <laughs> on both sides. It's terrible. Like I really just don't want to have anything to do. I, that's something else I've been working really hard on. It's just separating myself from mm -hmm. like everything that's happened with my family because they're so unhealthy. Like I just don't have anything to do with it. It's horrible. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I definitely can see that, especially with a placement in Scorpio. So Scorpio is like the, um, it's the, it's like the sign that kind of represents the hidden, um, but things that kind of like, are like deeply, deeply rooted. So I'm thinking of like, like deep seated, like insecurity, that type of thing. Um, and it's ruled by the planet Pluto. So Pluto is about death and transformation. Um, but I personally see Pluto as like endings and beginnings. So Pluto always wants you to like, when something isn't serving you anymore, when something's over, it's ran its course, it wants you to let go and it wants you to begin anew. So that's like Pluto energy for me. And, and with that being your seventh house, I think that probably is really what's showing up in these relationships of yours is like, you know, you said there's like this cycle. Well, it's a cycle because you're not ending it <laughs> um, and it may need to end, you know, and this is not a relationship advice. I'm not saying break up, do that. Of course it's, you have um, free will. You can choose to do what you want, but again, just based on the energies in this aspect of your life, it's just kind of, it's showing me that there are a lot of situations that are happening again, because you have an ancestral wound that indicate that 
there, there needs to be an end, right? Like, so a lot of things that, um, you encounter as far as your relationships means that it's not necessarily meant for long-term. Um, and you know, you're there to get the lessons, you're there to maybe experience the best that there is to experience, and then you move on. Um, and another aspect of the seventh house here is your, your Uranus, the planet Uranus. Um, that's the planet that's all about unconventional ways of doing things. It's not about the norm. So if you're thinking of like traditional way of like being in relationships or like a traditional marriage, um, that's probably not going to suit you in this lifetime. And that does not mean at all that you won't be happy or successful or find a really healthy partner. That just means that, you know, maybe like tying yourself or like marrying yourself to like the way things should be um, might also be like muddying what's really meant for you, right? Because it's like, I think the universe may want to gift you a certain um, lifestyle or certain relationships, but it's not what you see as, as what you want or what you consider normal. Does that make sense? I feel like I kind of went around the oh, barn, but I, it totally resonates. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. I feel like, so I feel like I really like with this whole ancestral thing, like, mm -hmm that's a huge, that's been a huge issue in my relationships I'm realizing. And so I have been separating myself from that and kind of ending that energy that's been kind of flowing through generation after generation after generation. And I just kind of want to like end it here and my kids don't have to deal with that. And as I'm working on it, I feel like things are getting healthier in my relationship. Mm -hmm. Also, I could not, I can't even imagine being like in a traditional relationship like even just a traditional kind of life like working the nine to five and yeah living in the suburbs like that's just it sounds terrible of course you're Pisces that's so not Pisces oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. um yeah oh speaking of like the day-to-day -day, what do you do for a living well I am um, so I'm a an artist, I'm a graphic designer, and I'm learning hypnosis. That's how I heard about you was through the RTT forum. Okay. So, yeah, I've been working on learning that as well. Awesome. So definitely really creative since you're in graphic design. Um, yeah, and I can definitely see that being like very unconventional. Well, it's very like free spirit. I feel free spirited. I feel like you can um, really create like create your own ideas and run with it in that field so that's definitely in line with your piscean energy yeah um and i think rtt will be too by the way but yeah um yeah the okay it's been huge in finding my voice you know i think that the wound of not valuing myself that has been huge in that because it's like well here i am like i have to have voice in this so it's kind of like having to find my power sort mm -hmm. of yeah yeah definitely <laughs> okay um okay awesome so all right so we talked about the chiron your soul's wounds your ancestral wounds and now i want to touch on another aspect called the um the true node also known as the north node um it's over here in your chart at the bottom and it's placed in your fifth house in the sign of leo so what the true node is about is it's the challenges that your soul is here to overcome in efforts to you really getting to like the highest self that you can be in this lifetime. 
Um, so having a true node in the fifth house in the sign of Leo, you know, I said that you might find it a little bit hard to relax and have fun um, and really just enjoy the company of other people. It doesn't mean that you're antisocial, but like, I think it, I think it goes back to like that, that feeling or that habit of always putting people before you. Um, you know, I think your true note, yeah, I'm actually feeling like your true note and your Chiron are kind of linked together. They're not always in every, um, chart reading, but I feel like, you know, because this Chiron here is here in Taurus and Taurus is such a hardworking sign. It's like, I almost feel like you feel guilty when it's time for like relaxation. So the fifth oh house is all God. about, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Totally. I have to talk myself into it. Like I'll, I'll be watching a movie and I'll like in the middle of it have anxiety, like, Oh my God, like I should be doing something right now. So like, it's okay. You can watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Taurus energy. Well, I, I should say more shadow side Taurus. Um, yeah. Cause they can definitely overwork all the earth signs are like that actually Taurus Capricorn and Virgo. But, um, but yeah, with the fifth house being about like playtime, creativity, leisure, relaxation, um, and, and especially with it being placed in Leo. So Leo's a fire sign. It's ruled by the sun. Um, it's very magnetic. I consider Leo to be the trendsetter of the Zodiac. So, you know, definitely likes to socialize, like the party, likes to be the life of the party. Um, you know, having your true note there means that like, like you said, like you just won't do that automatically. And you kind of have to like force yourself to kind of calm down and just enjoy the moment and, you know, let your hair down kind of a thing. Um, now, with the true node, though, there's also a south node. So there's no symbol for it. It's not indicated in your chart. But the way we find it is we literally just go opposite of the north node, um, 180 degrees opposite on the chart. And the placement there is your south node. Um, and the south node is what your soul is gifted and talented in. So it's everything that it did really, really well in previous lives. And, it, and it's now in this lifetime. But it's just like, something you do naturally. Um, no one has to tell you, you didn't have to go to school or get training for it. You just were like born with this gift. And with the South node in the 11th house in uh, Aquarius, um, it's actually a beautiful placement because that's the, um, yeah, that's the natural house of Aquarius, the 11th house. So um, what was I going to say? Sorry, lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah. The 11th house is all about, um, uh, friendships, but like also how you relate to the greater collective. So community, um, humanitarian efforts, philanthropic causes, nonprofits, volunteering, things like that is the 11th house. Um, and Aquarian energy, um, they're the team players, but they're also kind of the black sheep of the Zodiac. Like they don't mind standing out. They don't mind doing their own thing. Um, as long as they have purpose and meaning, um, then they're all about it. So I think that that's what you do naturally well is like you will think of others before yourself. Like you are a team player. You're always willing to chip in. Um, anytime you're needed, you're, you're willing to give your resources wherever they can be used. Um, and it's like, you're also very visionary. So one of the greatest strengths of the Aquarius sign, um, Aquarius energy is like that visionary capability. They're very, very big thinkers. So I think you're also like probably a really great strategist. Like if you um, were on a team or you were in a situation where like people just needed some insight on how to do something differently or um, they, like just bring a fresh perspective to something, I think that that's 100% you, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing to have, beautiful gift, um, considering you are 
going into RTT and, you know, you're probably going to obviously do your own marketing and things like that. Um, and I think that South note energy will definitely help heal some of the wounds or how the, um, the energies of the Chiron wounds show up. Um, because the one thing about your South node is like, because you do it so well, I feel like that's kind of what draws people to you. Um, it's what kind of creates like a sense of like trust or, um, like credibility, um, for, for a lot of people. Now it does obviously depend on where that self note is placed, but I think again, because yours is placed in the 11th house in Aquarius, um, excellent placement. And you also have your Venus and your Mercury in the 11th house. So again, Venus is the planet of prosperity, um, love, abundance, and, um, like elegant, you know, it's just like a really like beautiful planet, but it also values like, you know, your hard work and enjoying the rewards of your labor and what you came here to do. So it's like your South node being there is going to activate your Venus and hopefully help you become very, very prosperous in this lifetime. Now your Mercury, that's the planet of communication. Um, but what I say about Mercury is that it's not just communication, like dialogue, like you talking to people one-on-one -on -one or in conversation to groups. It's also how you um, communicate yourself to society. Like it's like your personal mission statement. Um, it's also how you assert yourself and how you set boundaries. Um, so having that Mercurian energy here in your 11th house, I think it's going to be really great for how you work in groups or any type of, um, big picture collective effort. Now, the shadow side of this placement, um, and I'm only getting this now because of what we said previously about your, um, your ancestral wounds, is that having Mercury in the 11th house in Aquarius, it can mean that you will easily, and, and be also because your self notice here, <clears throat> excuse me, that you also may step back and let others kind of like over talk you or like talk over you or like you just won't like necessarily stand up and say what you have to say and I think that this kind of ties into that like humanitarian energy you know Aquarius is worried about everyone and wants to make sure everyone is like benefiting and doing really well but sometimes like the shadow side of that can be that you just you don't express yourself right because it's like you're too worried about the group as a whole. Um, so that may kind of link a little bit into your ancestral wounds over here in the seventh house, as far as like when it comes to standing up for yourself and speaking your truth, yeah. um, that might've been a little bit of a challenge, but you said you're working on it. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just saw that placement as maybe in the past, like when you were younger, just not speaking up for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, cool. So we got through that. Um, what else did I see? I'm just looking at my notes really quick. Okay, so one thing I noticed down here. Um, so by the way, this ascendant line that goes across the center, obviously it splits your um, chart in half, but um, everything above is seen as like your soul's external work. Everything below is seen as like internal work. Um, so your Chiron, like self-esteem, self-confidence, that's more internal your true node, getting yourself to calm down and relax. That's more internal work. But I noticed over here in your sixth house, the house of wellness, health and wellness, 
you have your Saturn here. Well, you have three planets, but your Saturn in particular is here in the sign of Libra. And Saturn, sometimes, depending on where it's placed, it really jumps out to me because Saturn is like the, I see it him as like the strict, like old dad of all the planets. Like he wants you to follow rules. He will remind you of your limitations. He wants to keep you on track. And if you get off track, what Saturn does is he creates challenges and these situations in your life to kind of get you back on track, to make you move and go in the way that you're supposed to go. Um, so because I saw Saturn in your sixth house in the sign of Libra, um, that to me indicated that there could be sometimes like a little bit of imbalance with your health and wellness. Not that you're like sick or anything, but just that like, you may feel a certain way, but you don't pay attention to it. Um, and yeah. like, you just, yeah, like you may, I think, again, I think your <laughs> that might be Chiron too. I think your Chiron is actually driving a lot of things in your life, but um, that Taurus Chiron, um, but yeah, just like when you're tired, like you don't sleep or like you won't give yourself enough rest um, or like eating the right things or, you know, just things like that. That's just what I was getting with it being in Libra because Libra is about balance. It's also ruled by Venus. Um, so again, it wants you to enjoy the things that you work really hard for, but if you're not doing that, that throws you off. Um, and so there might be some issues that come up around, yeah, this actually might affect your relationships too, actually. Um, because it's like, if you're not kind of even killed and pouring from a full cup, then it's like, you're depleted. Um, yeah, that's actually been huge because I had cancer, um, like three years ago. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And it was really all around. I feel like that was what I learned from that was to really just, you know, I was working so hard. Like I was never sleeping. I was never eating. It was just all work, work, work. And, um, yeah, I really learned to kind of slow down and listen to my body and yeah, mm, okay. what you're saying, basically that's what it kind of triggered and it, it's been good so far. It was yeah. a good, it was an intense wake up call, but it was a, a much needed one and I heard it. <laughs> good. Yeah. Cause yeah. that, like I said, that is totally 100% Saturn. It's like, I kind of see him as a bittersweet energy too, because, you know, like you said, he will give you the wake up calls and most likely if you pay attention, you'll change for the better, but it's like the process that you go through can be very, very challenging, painful, and, um, just not a very enjoyable experience, but, um, but yeah, but I'm glad that you're doing so well now. Um, especially since you have, your Jupiter there and your Pluto, but specifically your Jupiter. So Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Um, that is a planet that's going to put like the icing on the cake or whatever you do. So it's like now that you're well in this area of your life, I think, you know, moving forward, um, you know, your health and wellness should be at least a priority. Um, and uh, yeah, and smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got through your Saturn and all of your, um, your blockages. Let's look at, okay. So another aspect I tell people about is your Mars. Their Mars. Um, Mars is the planet that determines how you get motivated. So basically the things you need to get out of bed every morning and to feel like, you know, really inspired and driven to do what you have set out to do. Um, your Mars is in the 12th house in the sign of Pisces. 
So Pisces is, um, that's its natural house actually. And um, earlier when you were saying that you kind of were looking outside of yourself for answers, but then you just kind of act like higher power to help you um, help reveal to you what's meant for you. I think that that was definitely channeling your Mars energy because 12th house is all about um, like the ethereal realm. It's like the spiritual psychic area of our lives everything that's like not in the fifth, not in the earth realm. Um, it's ruled by Neptune. So Neptune is all about illusions, the imaginations, um, the dream world. So I think definitely when you called on like something outside of yourself, outside of other human beings, then, you know, Mars becomes activated and you got the answers you needed um, because you have this 12th house placement in, in Pisces. Now you also have Aries here, which is excellent. Um, Piscean energy um, is dreamy, but Aries energy is fire and passion. So I definitely feel like it's a good, it's a good combination to have here. Um, I would say that um, having an Aries, having Aries energy in your 12th house might just mean that like you would, so you're, you're comfortable. How can I say this? Like you're comfortable kind of calling on like spirit guides and like, the higher realm, but like it may not come to you as quickly as you expect, um, because it, it's this how it's this dream world house. Like it's like it, there's no constructs there. For example, like second house is the earth realm. Like it's everything you value, all of your material possessions. So like I feel like you could put a time on it, right? Like you can set goals and kind of say what you want. Two months, three months, whatever. But twelfth house, you can't really do that. Um, but you might expect that being that there's also Aries here, which is like, again, it's fire. So that means it's action and fast paced. Um, so that's just, uh, one insight that I got. Um, it's neither here nor there, but I think I just, uh, this is one thing I picked up on you kind of like waiting on your manifestations. Um, yeah, I'm just getting that. Yeah. You might just get a little impatient with things, but but it'll definitely always be revealed to you because you have Pisces here and your Mars. Um, what else? So on my notes, I just was jotting down different things as I was like gazing over your chart. Um, you don't have any planets here, but I noticed your fourth house is in Cancer. And the fourth house is all about foundations and like family life, like your home life. Um, so currently as you know, your own home life, but then also as you were growing up, um, and you having it in cancer. So this is also the natural placement of the natural home of the fourth house in cancer. Cancer is like the mama bear of the Zodiac. It's very nurturing, um, very emotional. It doesn't mind being vulnerable, but it's also very loyal and it can be kind of clingy. So, you know, the, the Zodiac sign for cancer is the crab. So it can kind of attach itself to things. And I think that Maybe in the past, that's why it took you a while to really resolve these ancestral wounds um, because your house of family is in a, in a sign that is very, very like loyal. Um, so I almost feel like you were loyal to the dysfunction for a great deal of your life. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, but honestly, I feel like that's so typical, you know, regardless of the fourth house placement, you know, with ancestral wounds kind of especially with a placement like that, I could see why somebody would, um, you know, 
take a while to really pull away. Um, okay, that is what I have. Um, so we can touch on really quick before we wrap up your 10th um, house placement in your Midhaven. So the Midhaven, this MC is what uh, the Midhaven stands for. It's not really anything about your soul or wounds, but um, it determines like what kind of career you would do really well in in this lifetime. And you have it in Capricorn um, and your 10th house is in Capricorn. So um, 10th house is about career and um, like the imprint you put in society. Um, <clears throat> so Capricorn being an earth sign, uh, kind of like Taurus, you know, likes structure, likes to, um, definitely hardworking, um, likes to make sure that it's being rewarded properly. So I would say, you know, it's funny that you're a graphic designer because I feel like that's probably not Cap Capricorn energy, but you know, it can be. Um, but I guess I'm going to tell you like in terms of you starting up with RTT is like to, um, really think about what's meaningful to you. Like really think about the people you want to help, um, which by the way, in this methodology of life path astrology reading, we, to get your like ideal client archetype, we do look at the 12th house. So you have Pisces and Aries. So it's really going to be like those spiritual leaders, um, people who are into like occult practices or like, um, yeah, anything that's probably um, out of the norm. Um, or just like a little bit kind of like off the grid or underground, um, those kinds of people are the people who are into that. So they don't have to necessarily be Pisces or Aries, but it's the energies of the people or it's the energies of the issues they have. Um, so I would say because you have a Midhaven and Capricorn, like to really be intentional around getting your message out to the right people. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again, because I think with an earth sign in your 10th house and your midhaven, um, it is going to want structure. So Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and we know Saturn is that definitely that strict disciplinary planet. Um, so I, yeah, that's just what I get. I mean, obviously you're already doing graphic design and you're probably are really successful with that, but I, because you're going after this RTT thing, um, having like a, plan I think would really really benefit you and you know it'll tap into that Capricorn and Saturnian energy and you might feel like like it's okay to like relax you know it it might help you like ease up on these um true node challenges because you're not gonna feel like so overworked or you're not gonna feel like the need to do a lot of work if that makes sense because it's like you'll just be doing what is like naturally needed. It won't be like a job, like, you know, feeling like you have to like check all these things off your list. No, like you're just being intentional and the right people who are meant to be your client are going to come to you. That's how I see that. Like um, if I, like, if I, so I'm, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. So if I like make a plan and kind of intentionally target this energy, this type of person or this type of problem? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like earlier you were saying like, Oh, I, I you know, with you being a Pisces, <laughs> you were saying you'd like a nine to five job and like any type of like conventional and like normal lifestyle really doesn't appeal to you. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have to go a little bit opposite of that um, with your Midhaven being in a earth sign. Cause it Capricorn is very conventional and traditional. Okay. Right. So it's like, you, you may not 
do as well, or you may not be as like prosperous or at least feel prosperous if you don't have like the structure kind of in place. Mm -hmm. Because Capricorn wants that. Like Capricorn wants to like know what's number one, what's number two. (laughs) Okay, what what am I expecting after I get through number one? Like, you know what I mean? It's going to kind of want it to be very, very practical. You know, it's a grounded earth sign. So you might not... Um, it, it may not benefit you as well to kind of have that same like really, really big visionary, creative, flowy energy of a Pisces because your house of career is ruled by an earth sign. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something I struggle with, like being very uh, <laughs> organized in that way. But I know, you know, it's, I've, I've been reading this book to try and get a, like I've, I've been trying. So yeah, I'm glad you're saying this because mm-hmm. I need to do that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like how you show up as a professional, like, you know, cause I feel like Capricorn can be kind of dry, honestly, <laughs> kind of dry and like boring. So it doesn't mean you have to show up like a Capricorn, but I think again, like how you're running your business um, and like how you're like creating the, all of the ebbs and flows of what you're going to be doing eventually. I mean, it may not be like that at first when you first start, but you know, like the marketing and like how you build your landing page. And, you know, if you're going to decide to do a podcast or, you know, something like that, I think it is going to need like that structure to it um, to really, so you really feel like you're making progress and feeling successful. That's just what I'm getting with the placement. But hey, it's, again, we all have free will, so you can try whatever way you want. Um, But again, I just, I'm reading like the replacements and the energy that go along with that. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there unless you have any questions. No. Mm-hmm. So actually, can I have one more, add one more thing? Yeah. With this energy of the type of client that, or the type of people that might be attracted to mm-hmm. me career-wise, what, mm-hmm. what is that exactly? Like what, like you said, it was more like, can you, can you just, repeat that for me what you yeah said. yeah so in this methodology we look at the 12th house to tell the person like the the archetype of who they would work really well with like as a client or um you know mentee or whoever whoever you're here to serve um we use your 12th house to like really describe the energies they have um so like i said it doesn't mean that this is their sign like their pisces and aries it just means that that's like the <clears throat> the elements are like the um, energies they embody. So Pisces is a water sign, Aries is a fire sign. Um, So it's not, so it's them too, right? So it's them, like the energies and elements they embody, but it's also like the energies of the problems they have or like the things that they want you to help them solve, right? So in Aries, for example, fire energy it's action oriented they're natural born leaders aries are just they're the first to start the first to finish fast pace so what would somebody who has that energy how could you help them like what are some of your strengths right like well you're a team player aries they tend to be kind of me first right me focused so like how could you help that person maybe be like more visionary, be more of a team player, be um, more generous in like any of their successes, right? Like things like that. 
um, if, it, if they're embodying more Piscean energy, like how could you help them channel that energy? Because I think sometimes Pisces can be so dreamy and watery that it's not, it's not structured. Like you, you can't like help, you can't materialize things sometimes if you're in Piscean energy too much. So it's like helping them like articulate what it is they're here to do. Um, helping them create some type of like tangible results or um, what else? Um, relaxing actually. Yeah. So relaxing or maybe like becoming a little bit more grounded in like their day to day. So another aspect of this is where you're wounded, your soul's wounded and what challenges you're here to solve or go, go through that's also what you're here to help other people solve because that in this methodology, we see that as like a way of transmuting that energy and really um, healing it is, is like, if we can help other people heal it, like we become healed. So, okay. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and good luck with your RTT and everything. I really wish you all the best. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Thank I think, are, you. Are you also doing RTT? Yeah. No, no. So oh. I um so I actually did I 